0: Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 187 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am joined once again today by my co-host, Ray. How you doing, Ray?
1: I'm doing good, Joe. How's it going?
0: Pretty good. It's weird because uh, Zencaster is now doing video. I think this is literally the first time we've seen each other in like... (laughs) Jesus. Over a year? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: it might have been even more than that,
1: a year and a half. Yeah, do people know what Zencaster is?
0: Uh Zencaster is what we we record our our shows on. And uh, it's a really cool web service that I learned from uh the the Raven and and EJ on GirlsCon. Wow. They have since moved away from Zencaster because of all the audio drift issues they used to have, but
1: yeah. Cool. So yeah, normally when we record, I just see your audio as a little squiggly line on my screen. Mm-hmm. And now I can actually see you. And of course, like I just mentioned to you off off mic, I am a visual, very, very, you know, heavily visual person. So uh I wonder how this is gonna affect our conversation. It definitely will <laughs> be like <laughs> an added element for me for sure. It just sucks because my show notes and everything are off this screen so I'm like damn it I want to see Joe the whole time
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) our reactions to things are gonna have to be described by one another uh so how you doing what you've been up to
1: uh oh geez you know it's it's my life is now WandaVision centric um, (laughs) and um I mean, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of taking in media, I'm not even feeling bad about it anymore. You know, for a while Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I've watched too many things today. I should try to go for a walk or something. And now it's, I don't even give a shit, man. It's just like, whatever. (laughs) I'm just going to be cozy 24 seven, you know, and uh, just be whatever gluttonous and just like um, as much comfort as possible. So I actually had some stuff that I had set aside for weekly geekery because I was like, okay, f- you know, from this point going forward into the end of the series, we're basically going to be covering WandaVision in, in our expanded weekly geekery section. But right, I was like, I'm doing other stuff too. Like, let me note this down, and I didn't, and I totally forgot. Especially because I am, I kind of time it so that as we're about to record, I am at my peak. Vision, like, uh, uh, I'm Pervert. fully, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I am fully saturated with information on this show right as we were about to record. So that's kind of like all my brain can fathom, but I'm sure you've been doing geeky stuff. What have you been up to?
0: Um, okay. So Ray, because you love horror films, I think I have found a video game that you will actually want to play and we have to find a way to do it and play it together because it's, it's low, it's low commitment. It's not like world of Warcraft where you have to like commit hours and hours and hours to it. But what it is, is it's called, I have, it's hard to pronounce phasmophobia. Mm -hmm. And basically you are ghost hunters. And you go into, like, you start in a trailer outside of the house or the prison or wherever you're going to go to see the haunted whatevers. Uh And you have to figure out what kind of ghost it is, and then there's other things you have to do. And the only way you can figure out what kind of ghost it is, is if you try the different, like... Does it give off like vocal things in the radio? Does it write in the spirit journal? Like all these different things. And when you're describing it, it sounds like, okay, it's whatever. Ray, it's the freakiest game I have ever played. Like, oh, man. It, like, my brother and I played it on Wednesday. And we were, he's like, I'm so scared. And I'm like, yeah, I know. what This is like two grown men. <laughs> we <were> like, because <laughs> the, ghost, the ghosts will like whisper in your ears and you've got your headphones on. So it's fully dynamic with the audio. Um, Lights will turn on and off when you're not expecting it. The ghost has no ties to game physics, which means like it can just appear anywhere. And so, and of course, it's kind of got that old horror film where it like the image cuts in and out. So it's just creepy as all get out. And so we were playing it on Wednesday for about two hours. We're like, oh my God, this is so cool. And you can play with up to four players. And I feel like the more players you put into this, the more ridiculous it's going to get because people are going to react to it in all different ways. And so you feed off of each other. So we definitely have to find a time
1: when we can oh, sit man. down and do
0: this. Cause right, it's well,
1: just funny. Let me tell you something about me and, and scary games. Okay. I am mm-hmm. not a gamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know this. I've, I've talked about this many times on the show. Um, the few times that I have played video games, uh, is usually around my cousin, uh, Abel, who I kind of grew up with. We're a year apart. So we're very close. He's a mm-hmm. big time gamer. So mm-hmm. anytime that, you know, Anytime that it was, it was at his house, or he was sort of directing the activity as we were kids growing up. It centered around video games, basically, right? Right, he's, right, right. He's he's responsible for my very limited exposure to games. You know, uh, okay. he's a huge ed- a Legend of Zelda freak. When we were kids, um, he was the kid who like would beat all the games and explain the endings to me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember hanging out with him. And uh, we actually were roommates for a minute. and, um, we would play Resident Evil together. I knew that's where you're going with. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> when I tell you, I am not built, I am not built for the immersive experience that games provide. You know, I'm kind of in awe of that because obviously I'm a huge movie fan. And what I love about movies is that like I come to, to movies fully open and ready to go on the roller coaster ride of emotions that a movie provides. Like I get really into it. And to me, like that's part of. What a, uh, that's a viewer's responsibility to bring to the movie watching experience is you got to come ready, like to right. believe, to, to just go all in, you know, to get right. the most out of the experience. And, you know, really great movies are immersive in that way. Well, video games sort of take that up a few notches. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for someone like myself who just already like is kind of dialed up to to, you know, dive all in, it was too much, man. Like (laughs) I was not enjoying (laughs) that experience. So like as much as I love horror movies, I feel like I've put myself in a position now where, video scary video games are now i get it when people say i don't like horror movies and i'm like what why don't it's too much like i just why do i want to feel that anxiety like life is you know scary enough and i just want to watch you know romantic comedies and whatever and i'm just like oh man you suck like come on that's (laughs) video games it's just that's funny um
0: Okay so do you like things like not scary farm and 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 that kind of deal?
1: Yes, I do. I to the point that we went to Not Scary Farm so much that we decided to ditch it and start going to Universal Horror Nights, which mm-hmm. is way better in my opinion. And but you know, there's also a sort of suspension of disbelief that goes with that because it's mostly jump scares. The Mm -hmm. times, the times that they're able to creep you out to me is few and far between just because, you know, it's a person that's been hired to wear this, you know, thing.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, I love that stuff. But like, again, this is why, even though I I don't play video games, I'm just such an awe in such awe of the medium because Mm -hmm. it is, it's fucking amazing what it does, the way it hijacks your senses almost yeah you know because because you, you're just you, you have so much agency in the in the game experience as opposed to sitting back and just taking in a movie that you're fully in like i was oh, yeah. fully in those haunted houses and shit yeah and i was terrified <laughs> i couldn't function dude like my cousin to be like dude go go through the door like you had, uh, no, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not what my senses are telling me right now. They're saying get the fuck out of here. Like that's my my brother played a lot
0: of Resident Evil. I I think I've told this story of the show before where he just came in one night. It was like I was in college, he was in late high school, and he came in and he was like,
1: So you you wanna you wanna watch me play video games? And I'm like, You're playing Resident Evil, aren't you? He's like,
0: Yeah. Scared the shit out
1: of you. He said, Yeah, maybe <laughs> Yeah man and and so that's I mean I'm really dating myself but that's how long ago like I can't even imagine what the advances that have been made just you know, mind blowing. I'm sure.
0: Well, now what? Cra- what? What? To me, is crazy is that this game is built built for. I mean, we just played on our computers. This is built for virtual reality. Oh God! Forget that. Oh, God. <laughs> I am not oh, going. I am not going into something like that in yeah. virtual reality, because that would be too much.
1: Well, you know what's coming, and I know this because of, um, you know, the school that I work at, our, our amazing graphic design and digital media program uh, is pretty cutting edge. And uh, augmented reality has been part of our design program for years now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, forget virtual. You know, we're, we're they're taking Snapchat filters, right? Mm-hmm. Where you point a camera at yourself or something, and it recognizes the face, and then it you know changes things. You know, it can add ears or whatever. I mean, that's coming, man. That's everywhere. That's going to be everywhere.
2: Yeah. So
1: now you literally will be able to like, it's going to be in your living room. You right.
0: know, that you're not. And then you're just like, well, now it's here. I have summoned it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not be able to sleep anymore because I don't care exactly. if it's virtual. We're living in some yes. black mirror
1: shit. Some black beer <laughs> shit, exactly where I was going with that. So oh. yeah, it's kind of terrifying, you know? Um yeah. this, this game of yours sounds amazing. Um <laughs> I, I'm down to give it a shot, but I'm just telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm you know, my survival instincts are strong when they came <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that's good to know that's good to know you could you could always check it out on youtube because you can see people like having a really good time with it and what's it so, called again uh phasmophobia so
1: p-h-a-s-m-o phobia all right cool phasmophobia survival gain great thanks joe that's, <laughs> yeah
0: well, because every other week, we, my brother and I, and some friends. This this week, it was only the two of us, but but we we try and have friends join us. Um, we we pick a game and we we hang out and play it, and it, it's good because it gives us a like, it gives us a chance to try other games because we all have the habit of kind of falling into the same rut of just playing the same games over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we've put that on rotation now because my brother and I had a blast. Like, <laughs> he texted me later that night, and he's like, "I am home by myself. I am terrified, but I kind of want to play more." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm man! Like, you do you, bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going in there alone.
1: The thing that drives that really blows my mind is like the people that get high and play video games like that. Like I just, Oh
0: no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, man, They are much braver than I am.
0: Oh no, no, no. That would not be, that would not be a good thing for me. So yeah, that was the big, that was the biggest thing. Um, we, we did play our, uh, um, our Monster of the Week game last week, which was fun. And so that campaign started, and those will probably get added to uh, our As the Dice Roll podcast in, I guess, in April sometime. Mm. Um, and then yesterday was, well, yesterday and the day before were was BlizzConline, where um, they talked World of Warcraft and Overwatch and all those games, um, but they did an online format. It was not as epic as when they do online from the convention center but you know these are the times we live in
1: right so this is like the annual the big annual blizzcon event that they do
0: yeah usually they're in november but they decided to put it off until now because they i think just needed to they need a little bit more time to prep and make it the quality that they expected right and it was good i mean it was like half the amount of content and It's just not as exciting. Like I've been to BlizzCon's, and it's probably one of the best conventions I've ever been to. And so, you know, you have like, they did, they did an amazing job under the conditions, but it was kind of, it was kind of a bummer. It was that whole reality of what we're missing out on because of the pandemic.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, something that I did geek out on uh, this week is, so I'm, I'm taking a couple of, classes grad grad classes this semester and one of them is a liberal arts class called the science of sight and um we're basically learning about how our vision works and how our brain sort of processes imagery including the light spectrum which you know as artists that's important Mm -hmm. um and and you know it. it's Ultimately, the goal here is to be able to craft better stories to create better, you know, visual expressions of whatever we're, we're working on uh, because we have a better understanding of how our brains process vision. So uh, it's a really fantastic class. It's uh, I'm learning a lot and uh, geeking out on some stuff. This past week, we learned about aphantasia, um, And it just reminded me of it because of this game called Phasmobia, <laughs> but <laughs> not, not related. But uh, aphantasia is the inability to visualize mental images,
2: mm-hmm.
1: meaning not being able to picture anything in your mind. So, you know, as an artist, uh, I feel like it's very easy for me to visualize things in my mind's eye. right? Right. If you tell me to just, you know, picture an apple, I can easily picture that apple in very, very vivid detail, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's kind of, you know, I think as artists, we sort of take that for granted, because if you want to draw something from your imagination, which, you know, if you're drawing Captain America or whatever, like that doesn't exist in front of you, right? Right. So you've got to visualize what his helmet looks like, what his shield looks like, everything, you know, and then draw it. And that goes for anything you're drawing from your imagination. So um, but there are there are visual artists out there that have aphantasia. And so not being able to picture something in your imagination um definitely changes how you go about you know, creating things. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's pretty fucking fascinating. So I've been watching videos, like YouTube videos. We, we spoke to somebody who had recently graduated, who works for Disney and she has aphantasia. She was in the graphic design program at LCAD And she told us about her experience and sort of like, you know, what it's like for her. And a lot of people with aphantasia don't even realize they have it until much later in life. They just assume everyone is having the same experience as them. Right right so right. you know when you say picture something they're like oh yeah right like if we could do that and then finally they realize oh wait you mean people can actually do that
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah it's i've been geeking out on that it's it's pretty amazing um one kind of what that experience is like you know based on on people that have it you know kind of sharing about it and two like how they then go about visualizing things based on based on memory Based on what they know, you know, details that they know related to other sensations. Uh, so, yeah, I've been I've been geeking out about that going on in my class. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard of that. And then there's um, like there's a thing going around online about people realizing that not everybody has an inner monologue. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you not have like I've got to I've gotta dig deeper into that because I'm like, well, then what do you what what's going on in there? Like if you're not having conversations with yourself or narrating your life, then what's going
1: on? Yeah, yeah. Uh so that's you know, I'm watching a bunch of TED talks and stuff like that. On mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's one thing that i that I've been geeking out about this week.
0: That's cool. You'll have to let me know what they say about, like, if you get to um,
1: colorblindness. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, we yeah. talked about that a little bit, so I'm sure there's a, a lesson coming up on that.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> this is, like, it's so not a disability that anybody ever thinks about, and nor do I ever really consider it a disability. But since I've been raiding mm-hmm. in in World of Warcraft, um, they're like, well, you know, go to, go to the green spot. And I'm like, I, I I, don't know which one's the green spot. And so now they've started, because you can label things, they've now s- started saying, call the shape, not the color. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're changing the way they play to commentate me <laughs> because yeah. I can't see things. And I think this is the first time I've really realized, wow, this game is not built for the color <laughs> because right. everything's red and right. green, which are the two colors I can't see. So I'm curious right. to see what they say. And you'll have to let us know what they say in your... Um, in your class, because that's
1: well, cool. On, uh, according to Google here uh, because Aphantasia is a relatively new term. I mean, I think it was literally like in 2005 that it was coined. So it's really new. Really? Yeah. So it's not yet recognized as a, disability, a learning disability. Um, but you talking about your colorblindness has me wondering, because the world of comic books is so primary and so vivid and colorful. hmm I'd be super curious to see how you see like superhero like costumes.
0: Well, again, I think it's because it's so saturated and it's
1: so de- um,
0: delineated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it, that affects me that often. Cause I, I don't have a problem seeing red and green. I have a problem seeing, I mean, I do, but I have a problem seeing purple
1: and orange. Right. Right. You've said that before. Yeah.
0: Because I can't see the saturation of the red in there or, you know, the like greens and yellows are very hard to see because they're very close. Right. Um, Right. Pinks, pinks and whites are a problem because I don't see the red and the pink. So I just, it just shows up as white. My grandpa was, my grandpa was um, colorblind and he was, you know, in the military and he was kind of a guy's guy. He was a very, very nice guy but very um you know wouldn't would not have voluntarily worn pink so we just didn't tell him that half his shirts had pink in it
1: because no way. he realized
0: realize
1: <laughs> <laughs> that they were that was not white it was pink right he would not be happy about that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're not just seeing a, a Snyderverse version of all superhero <laughs> no, <no>, no. movies. <laughs>
0: no, I think I think the two the two things that are as far as the movies go, I I honestly had no clue who the Red Skull was because it was so unsaturated in oh, the wow. Endgame. I I was like, who who is that? Is that Morbius? Is it didn't dawn on me that it was the Red Skull because his skull was not red. Right. Wow. Um. That with Wandavision, when I know that the bl- blood is red in the black and white sequences, I can't mm-hmm. see that the blood is red in the black. And white. What do you see it as? Uh, it just—it's just still that gray tone.
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah, because it, the red's not saturated enough for it to pick up. My eyes to pick it up.
1: Okay. Well, that's a good segue because we are going to get into. I have some notes on color in Wandavision.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're they're now I could see the purple. The purple stuff. Yes. Which I was surprised because purple is a color I have trouble with, but I yes. didn't see the
1: purple. And yeah. Uh, do you want to get into that now or do you want to take a break?
0: Uh no, let's let's do WandaVision and then we'll we'll do our um our topic
1: of the day uh, after the break. Okay. Um, oh man. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yes, they are color coding people to their powers. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be important, Joe, because, you know, spoilers for WandaVision, everyone, uh, we're up to episode seven now, we just saw. Um, I think we're leading up to a big magic fight in the finale.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it's going to be important to recognize who's using their powers when. So, you know, Wanda's powers are red or scarlet. Um Agatha, who we can call Agatha now and not Agnes, because Mm -hmm. now we know it's been Agatha all along, Um, which, by the way, is like that song is taking social media by storm.
0: Um, It's it's, it's like... Okay, I can tell you right now I want Agatha Harkness to be a sympathetic sympathetic villain.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: because I want I want that actress to be in more stuff because she's just absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, Katherine Hahn. I first came I first uh, watched Katherine Hahn in uh, a show that a former partner of mine years ago was obsessed with called Crossing Jordan. And this is a long ass time ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I
0: remember hearing of it, but I, I don't know it at all.
1: Yeah. So I recognized her when she popped up um, recently as a, uh, God, what was she in? And I was like, oh, that's the actress from Crossing Jordan. Oh my God. Oh, when I was watching Parks and Rec. And uh, mm-hmm. she was uh, one of the campaign managers in that show. Uh, yeah, she's got uh, she's had a lot of fans for a long time, and it's really cool to see her sort of having her moment because she's doing such an amazing job in the show. Um, I didn't catch speaking of Agatha, you know, that we the big reveal of the, of the episode being that, you know, it is she is Agatha Harkness, which I feel like a lot of us knew. Right. We, we right. saw that coming. Um, and and her th- we got her theme song and everything. It's kind of cool that we got like the 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 point of view episode from Monica. And then we get this sort of little, you know, sequence in episode seven. That's everything, you know, or at least like really important moments from Agatha's point of view. Right. Um, it didn't, I didn't realize that that catchy ass theme song of hers was a play on the monsters uh, yeah. until my buddy Christian pointed it out. And I was like, oh shit, that was a monster song. No wonder it's so good. Yeah.
0: No, I thought that was very good. As soon as they started playing that, I'm like, oh, it's a monster's theme.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which is appropriate, right? Because she's a witch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and her power set is purple. Yes. And, uh, you know, we also got um, Monica Rambo's origin story as um, Photon uh, in this episode, which was fucking epic. Oh, my God. I teared up, dude. I yeah. like that was so amazing. And her power set is blue.
0: Right. Well, now I, th- I, I think color has become so, cause it just feels like this episode color became really important where mm-hmm. up until now, I don't know that it's been other than the, the addition of color to the black and white sequences. Mm-hmm. I don't know that color has been like stood out that much. Right. But when you figure that one of the names of, Monica Rambeau is one of her, her names is spectrum. She's spectrum. gone by captain Marvel photon and spectrum. Yes. I think because she can see the world in different energy patterns. I think that's part of the reason why all of a sudden color has become very important.
1: Yes. And you know, it's kind of cool that as we got Monica walking through the hex barrier where she finally transformed, we see the, the spectrum of her identities and her, the role, different roles that she's played, right? As a daughter. Mm-hmm. We get her conversations with her mother as a, as a daughter. We get her um her role as uh, you know, a, a soldier, um, her role in within sword. And then finally they all kind of come together and she becomes, you know, photon as she walks through. So we get like all the versions of her. Um and uh, I wonder, what do you think about the these colors and how they connect to the Infinity Stones? Not to say that we're- I was thinking about that the other day. Right? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. because the Reality Stone is red. Red. And that has the power to alter reality. And that's Wanda's power set. So that makes sense that her power set would be red. Yeah. Right? Um, Agatha's the Soul Stone- is purple, right? No, it's, it's a power no, it's, stone. The power stone. That's right. The power stone is purple. So I wonder if that has anything to do with Agatha's power set. And then the per, the blue one is the space stone, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Which but, makes sense because it's very uh, spatial, uh, cosmic radiation. Right, that's kind of where she's coming from. Right. So yeah, I do think that that's. I, what I wonder is, are we going to get three other
1: three other colors? In this right well before the end of it every time that we've seen strange uses his powers they're yellow mm-hmm. right so that's and it it might not be directly tied to this to the stones I don't know um it could be it could not fit by the time we're all said and done um but I do think that they're leaving space for when dr strange shows up that his power set is also recognizable I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember what, because my my big theory that I'm that I'm sticking to that I'm doubling down on is that Mordo is going to show up at some point, point. and I'm trying to remember what mm-hmm. his power set color was. Is it green. I don't remember. Um, yeah,
0: I don't. Remember. It might
1: have been it might have been yellow as well. But okay, uh, but, but anyway,
0: mine, the Mind Stone, which is whole, the whole visions whole thing,
1: right? And so. dude, did you see the trailer that they released for Episode Eight? Yes. The Mindstone is making an appearance. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, did you see, I had to go back and find it. Did you see the, the post-credit scene in WandaVision? Oh, or yeah. did you just catch it in the, yeah, I didn't, I didn't sit through that really like half the episode length. Um, <laughs> like, is this the first one they've
1: done after that? Yes. Or is there one that I've missed every, after every episode? No, this is the first one. Okay. But I yeah, usually I watch it. I watch it to the end every time, just in case. <laughs> because i have a problem Uh, so yeah um going down my list for episode seven um one thing so i only had a chance i mean we're recording this after you know on sunday after friday's episode came out so there's only really been a couple days for people to come out with their videos and stuff. There's not a ton of videos out yet. Probably later right. later in the week, we'll get more videos, breaking everything down. But I was able to watch a new Rockstars video, and I was able to watch an Emergency Awesome video. So those are the those are the videos that I've, so the essays that I've sort of watched, mm-hmm. taken notes on, and then I'm kind of like jumping off of those and adding my own thoughts and ideas. But I wanted to give credit to them, because I, I really enjoy their videos on YouTube. So. Um, one thing that was pointed out, I believe by new rock stars is that in the beginning of every episode, when we get the previously on WandaVision, uh, blurb, that's Wanda's voice saying previously on WandaVision, right? Mm-hmm. Every episode, her voice gets sadder and sadder. Yeah. Yeah. It gets more, more depressed or yes. That or, yeah. tripped me out. I was like, oh shit, there's, they thought of everything on this goddamn show. Um, we're also seeing hexagons everywhere at this point, right? Right. Well, not only that, but um,
0: there's been a couple of videos where they talk about hexagons in the Marvel Universe in general. Ooh. Like the jump, the things that the Guardians of the Galaxies go through when they yes. jump, like time jump, not yep. time jump, but like – I don't know, whatever the warp speed version of yeah. the Marvel universe is, they go through like hex gates. Yes. Um. There are all the all the book cases in the library that Dr. Strange goes into are hexagonal
1: shells. Yes. yes. And the idea is that a hexagon is an extremely efficient shape that yeah. appears in nature naturally. So, you know, it would make sense if you're dealing with an advanced race of beings or whatever, that the hexagon would be the most efficient you know a way to show the the advancement of their of of their technology right
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um and did you notice that the shape of the hex over westview is different now
0: yeah it's no longer a dome it's now kind of a multi-layered hexagon
1: yeah so some people somebody said it looks kind of like a circus tent yes yeah. What is the de- what is the deal with the circus? Why is that cuz even the cereal that she's pouring in, in that one scene is a clown cereal and then we get like the circus theme when when the the hex wall goes over to include, you know, the the first sword base. Um is there any significance to that that you can think of? The well when it originally happened, I thought
0: it was kind of because, well, first of all, you know, they set up tents for um their, you know, their special operations. And the idea that they're just clowns, that they're just like, they're not to be taken seriously is kind of what, I mean, Mm. if you think about it, she turns them into clowns, which, you know, you're not supposed to take seriously. They're supposed to be a joke, but a lot of people are afraid of them. Mm. So I feel like it's that kind of duality that she might be projecting, but why it, if that's what their intention is, I don't know. That's just kind of
1: how I read it. Okay, yeah, I was wondering about that because it just seemed like such a bizarre choice. And then mm-hmm. someone said, oh, the dome over Westview kind of looks like a circus tent, but it also looks like a huge hex <laughs> like coming out of the yeah. ground. I mean a huge yeah. hexagon and and um, there was an allusion made to also uh, the Tesseract. Which is another one of these shapes that you mm-hmm. know is actually a like a four-dimensional shape, I think is what a Tesseract is supposed to be. It's not just a cube, although that's how we see it represented. Mm-hmm. So the hex could be like the shape around the reality stone, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Um so. We got this, this version of the sitcom we get is based on The Office, which I'm really familiar with and, uh, modern, what's it called? Modern Family, modern which, family, which I'm, I'm very familiar with. Oh, okay. So what, what part, cause I right away recognize the theme song kind of sounding like The Office and then, you yeah. know, the fact that that characters are breaking the fourth wall and looking at the camera, does that happen in Modern Family as well?
0: Yeah. In fact, I think somebody mentioned in one of these videos that in, um, the Office—they actually break the fourth wall at least in one episode where they show a boom guy. Right. Um, where in Modern Family they never they never do that. They never show that why they're being filmed. Right. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, most of the the way it's set up it's that monologue to the camera in the living room Mm -hmm. is very much modern family. Like that's all the characters monologue in their living room to the camera.
1: And um, that voice that comes off camera, that does happen in in the office in the later seasons where finally someone kind of breaks that barrier and addresses Pam. Mm -hmm. Um, That voice in WandaVision uh, is, is Agatha's voice. Uh, but it's just sort of like deepened like digitally,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's
1: her, it's, it's Catherine Hahn saying that. Yeah. And Wanda doesn't realize that, right? Cause no. we see later on during Agatha's little theme that she's blocked by, you know, some, some equipment. Yeah. So do you think we're done with the, with the shows now with the sitcoms? Um, yeah, I
0: think, well, I mean, I think we're going to see a little bit of that fractured reality that she was experiencing in this episode where everything is kind of changing. I think things are going to continue to change decade and, and warp in and out of time. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to become very unstable, but I don't think we're going to see, I I don't think we're going to see sitcom anymore because it's not broadcasting anymore.
1: Right. So one thing that uh, I saw pointed out was in the in the intro to, to this sitcom episode, we get Wanda, the word Wanda, um, sort of in different places, you know, spelled out with different things. And this was nodding to the multiverse mm-hmm. and how Wanda is a nexus being. Right, which is one of the things
0: I put on my notes. And I, d- I don't know that they specifically made this reference, but they do the same thing. They've been doing the same thing in the Loki title. Yes. Where they spin all the letters and it's all from different t- different fonts. Yes. And so this is, I think, kind of supposed to be the same thing where every font is a different, um, you know, different dimension. Hers are a little bit more stable where his are very unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the mixing of of realities, hers is just she's a constant in all the realities.
1: Right, exactly. I had to look up what a nexus being is according to Marvel, and it's what you said: someone who exists in all realities across the multiverse.
0: Yeah, they're pivotal. They're pivotal characters, people, whatever that have to exist in each universe. So Jean Grey, the Phoenix, is one of them, uh, and Kang the Conqueror, yep, is one of them, yep. and that. We know is there. There has been rumors that that is going to be that. I think that might be the big bad of
1: this phase. I really do. I. I still think he's going to be the Loki of this phase, not the Thanos. Okay, that's my call, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So, okay, so then that means that there might be a multiverse reality where the Hulk doesn't exist or where, you know, uh, Thor doesn't exist. But, mm-hmm. that, but in every single reality, these Nexus beings do exist, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And,
0: I mean, when you think about it, what else are we getting on um, Disney Plus coming up?
1: We're getting um, the Loki... Uh, we're getting Agents of, Sh- uh, not Agents of Shoe. we're getting uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're we are also getting What If. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you're going to see
0: a little bit of that it's multiverse.
1: multiverse stories. Yeah. Dude, they're so smart, the way they connect all of this. Like, yeah. everything leads, so, somebody mentioned that, um, you know, what they're doing with WandaVision is they're sort of explaining to us what this concept is. Mm-hmm. So that by the time we get to Loki, we understand what the multiverse is, and then we're gonna see him sort of traipsing through it. Right. Right? So that's they're they're using these shows to like lay the groundwork for when the movies come along, we're fully like into it already. We get it, we can just, you know, we're ready to absorb the story that takes place.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I wonder because the the whole thing is. They've been talking about – what's Bettany's first name, The Vision? Um, Paul. Paul Bettany uh, has mentioned that he's very excited about performing with an actor that is going to be the big surprise guest star. Yeah. And everybody's talking about it being – Doctor Strange some people are pulling different characters from X-Men that it might be Uh what if it's Loki oh what if it's Loki coming in and going this reality is not acceptable
2: (laughs) and this is
0: problematic you know what I mean so what if this is kind of an introduction to his character in, in his series yeah has Vision but Vision has done scenes with Loki hasn't he has he? I don't think he has. Uh-huh. Because he's been in Ultron and and um, uh, Loki wasn't involved in the Ultron Avengers. Uh-huh. And then he was in Infinity War. But in both of those, Loki was either dead or out in space with Thor. Uh-huh. So I don't think he's ever performed with uh, Tom Hiddleston.
1: Okay. That's that's interesting. I'm going to write that down as a possibility. I like that. I haven't seen anybody actually suggest that.
0: You heard it here, folks. I actually got one. <laughs> 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 Called one. We'll see if it's right. But I actually got one that nobody else has talked about yet.
1: Well, at least I haven't heard, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at everything that I can. Um, one thing before we move on from the intro, uh, the Office-like intro that shows the word Wanda in different realities, I think. There's one clip that is like kid like a ransom letter that says mm-hmm. i know what you did wanda or something like, i know what you've done yeah and i'm like what is that like do is that simpler than i'm thinking because that seemed really weird like i know what you've done well i it's the same thing
0: as when um agnes's voice comes on as the director and says well do you think you deserve it's right I think they said "Was that something you deserve Like, I think there's guilt. There's still that guilt that's leaking in from her psyche that, you know, she, she couldn't save vision. She couldn't save her brother. You know, everybody keeps getting taken away from her.
1: Right. So it's what's, um, it's how they're sort of controlling her is what they're using to control her is to play up that trauma. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then sort of like using that to manipulate her.
0: Right. And I hope I'm not skipping ahead here, but, um that trauma I think is something that, because they've basically said that this is setting up the multiverse, which you're going to see in Loki that we're going to see in multiverse of magic and that we're going to see in Spider-Man three multiverse of madness, madness. I'm sorry. I keep saying magic madness, madness. Um, But they were also talking about kind of the first venture into this multiverse idea was in the animated Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. And, um, They did point out that Catherine um, Han played Doc Ock in that. Yes. And so some people have been saying that maybe it's that kind of thing where she's – Agatha Harkness has lost somebody and she's using Wanda. Everybody's like, oh, she's going to eat the children. Um, which I'm not saying is not going to happen. I'm just saying there's there's a possibility that she is trying to regain somebody from another timeline.
1: Yeah, this was an idea that I, I talked about in a previous episode that we recorded where you know she's using Wanda in order to get someone back or to get something back. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that as a note here too. Uh, I have so many notes for Agnes. Um, she clearly wants to, to access the nexus. Um, it's so the, the commercial pretty much spelled it out too. the, this, this episode's commercial was all Mm -hmm. about the nexus, uh, as a, as a, what was it? Some kind of pill, right? Some kind of antidepressant or something. Yeah. Um, now what do you think, let's run with that. What do you think she wants back or she's trying to get, do you think she's lost someone? I think she's either lost. I think she's lost someone. I think
0: you know. There's the top – Maybe maybe she's lost Ralph. Right. Um, there's talk about um, you know her son is
1: Tom Scratch. I think Nicholas Scratch. Nicholas Scratch. Who's like a like a wizard or something in the Marvel Universe, right?
0: Right. And so, uh, Mister Scratchy is the is the bunny. Yeah. And some people say that that is who. Pietro is, is that it is
1: her familiar, it's this scratch right. character. Right. So, because we do see the shot in her little theme song where Pietro, when he shows up and knocks on the door, she, he's, he was just sitting at a, at a picnic with her on the front lawn. Mm-hmm. Right. She's sitting on the front lawn and she's controlling him. Um, but here's, and I thought, oh, maybe that's the rabbit. Like she's using the rabbit, like she's, she's turning it into a person, but, and, and I could, this could be just editing, but at the very end where he shows up to confront Monica in the, in the little post credit scene, uh, when they show Catherine Han, when they show Agatha in the dungeon area with Wanda, she's holding the rabbit and stroking mm-hmm. the rabbit. So then when we see Pietro outside, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, uh, maybe he's not the rabbit then because we are, you, he just saw the rabbit unless, I don't know, unless we get later, you know, next episode that she lets, she sends the rabbit outside. I don't know.
0: Well, cause they, they point out that there's a shadow in the window. Yeah. And so that's one of the theories is that that's the,
1: the bunny, her familiar going out and being pH. Right. Right. Okay. Um, um, Let's see. Yeah. I I love that. Wanda says at one point to the, to the twins, he's not your uncle. He's not to be trusted. Yeah. And it's like, okay, he's not Pietro. We got it. Like, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Um, let me see now at the end, when he does show up to confront Monica, she's mind controlled in that moment. I think, I think her, I think her eyes glaze over purple pretty clearly.
0: But they, they, they're purple when she looks down into the basement, not when he, um, Comps stops her. her. Yeah. Okay. So I think, and a couple of people have said that it is her looking into that, like her, her registering that energy on the spectrum that she's looking at. Okay. And so possibly seeing through whatever the illusion is that's down there.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna say that she's controlled, and that Vision and Darcy are gonna show up to save the not save the day, but you know to to confront Agatha.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, yeah, that, no, I would agree. I think that Vision is gonna fight a mind-controlled photon.
0: Oh, that would be cool! Can I tell you how happy I am that they are giving Monica Rambeau as. I think they're taking their time with her, and she's not just one of these secondary characters yes. that that are being thrown at us. Yes, because I feel like I feel like this is more treatment than she's gotten in her entire existence post
1: '80s Avengers. Well, I think Monica. I mean, Monica. I think that Marvel also recognizes the importance of a non-white male character. <laughs> And they're like, right. shit, we need to really not just, you know, kind of throw someone in from the vault, which is like kind of feel they did a little bit with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we need to make this a substantial character on par with a Tony Stark or a Steve Rogers.
0: Right. Well, and and that's the thing, because she is in the comics, she or at least she was in the eighties. In the eighties was- wise or
1: or popularity wise?
0: Powers wise and social significance in the comic book, not necessarily popularity. Okay. So she was the first black woman to run the Avengers. She was the leader of the Avengers in the eighties. Got it. Um Got it. and and after her run in the eighties, nobody did anything with her. And it's not like she was she was not a black exploitation right character. She right. was she was a honest to goodness functioning. Character. She was nominated by both captain America. And I think the wasp to take on the role okay. of leader. Like she was very much presented as a very fully well-rounded character yeah. and not just
1: token black person. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. I'm, is this, I think besides, besides of uh, Valkyrie, is this the, the only other non-white female superhero in, in the MCU? Well, you've got all the the Wakandan women. Right. But I'm saying like costume wearing superhero. Because I feel like the, you know, the, the, like, I feel like, um, uh. Okoye. Okoye is a soldier who's like a general, right? Mm-hmm. Uh is not super powered, even though she might as well be because she's a
0: badass. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, she's she's still in my top five favorite MCU characters. Yeah, like, for sure. I, I would watch an entire
1: movie series. Give me more Okoye. I am I am there for it. Right, and like and Letitia awesome. Wright, Letitia Wright's character as T'Challa's sister also is not technically super powered. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, like a, I mean, like a like a costume wearing superhero shoot, you could even look at Valkyrie as like not necessarily costume wearing. You know what I mean? No, like she's, no. she's a, she's an Asgardian. She's a Valkyrie. She's a member of that core. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. There was something about Monica's origin that we got to witness that felt so significant and yeah. so powerful. Like I was like up and cheering and like tearing up. They did such a, they're doing such a great job with your character.
0: I'm so glad that they are because, I mean, you know, I mean, I've talked about her from years before she was even even on the MCU right. radar. You were like, like, I really
1: hope <laughs> this is a character that they need to do something with.
0: Right. And I, I, I cannot be more pleased with what they're doing with her because she's she's empathetic. She's not – because I think sometimes they – they uh, Captain America is not a terrible – or Captain Marvel is not terribly empathetic. Right, like I think she's a cool symbol, but it's not somebody you can. Re- I I don't know that I feel like I can relate to the way she deals with people. She's very um, standoffish with everyone else. Where Monica is very much, you know, there she's looking out. At- <laughs> what was that? There is a girl boss, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, but uh Monica's very. Um, You know, she's looking at Wanda as a person in trouble, not as just a problem to
1: solve. Right. It's that um, selfless act that she commits that sort of, you know, brings her character to, you know, fully to... Um, I guess like w- what w- all this promise and potential and everything that's been building up to it, it's that final selfless act in order to save Wanda that, that she commits that brings us her to where she is now.
0: Is anybody else except maybe Captain America, but is anybody
1: else's powers because of a active choice that they make? Um, Steve Rogers, I guess you could say. But you mean like an in the moment kind of like I'm just gonna like a reflex. Well,
0: it's like you said, it's this it's this selfless selfless act, right? Like she's really the first character that I mean, you could make the argument that Steve Rogers is Captain America. He's trying to fight for his country. He, but it's not a, it's not. I don't feel like it's the same type of self sacrifice. Like yeah, she's diving in head first in the moment where he's been trying to do this for for years. It's kind of like.
1: Yeah, we, we, there is some, there is some elements of that in most superhero origins, right? Like you get like Thor having to learn humility, you get like Tony Stark in the cave realizing that he needs to, you know, live for others more, but you're right. The only, the only like kind of reflexive act like that, that I can think of is Bruce Banner actually, which I don't think we, you know, they make a big deal of because we only saw it in the Ang Lee movie, but he basically, like, this gamma radiation is about to – doesn't he save – like, I know in the comics he saves Rick Jones from the blast. Right. I don't think we've seen
0: Rick Jones in any of the movies, have we? No, we haven't. No, there I mean, my feeling is if you're not going to bring in Rick Jones at this point, like – I feel like there's no point for the for the universal sidekick. Like, what was what would his role be in any of this?
1: Yeah, didn't Rick Jones end up being like a bunch of like different characters, or he became a superhero at some point? He was powered, he was depowered, right? I think he might have been one of the Captain Universes, right? Right, something like that. but but that's Bruce is the only other character that I can think of that like in a moment of just like you know making a snap decision that that sacrifices himself and that's how he gains his powers right 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 uh, yeah no and and again that's not a significant moment in the MCU thus far so this is no. pretty great and you notice the Captain Marvel theme plays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when she's pushing through the 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 hex barrier. Um, What else we got here i don't want to make sure we don't skip anything um the the we see the stork again do do animals what because she also wanda sees a cicada on the on the the drapes right Mm -hmm. at one point when she's sitting there she's starting to sort of realize that she's being controlled or something something else is going on and she sees a cicada on the drapes, which didn't they say might be like a, like an homage to silence of the lambs. Oh,
0: I hadn't um, seen that. Um, I, I yeah. the one I saw, they said it was the, like, they are apparently a symbol of mortality in some cultures, well, immortality in some cultures. Right. Because right. of this whole like hibernation thing that they do for however many years they do it.
1: Yeah. But, um, yes. Uh, I saw that. And I saw, because, you know, in Silence of the Lambs, when Clarice kind of realizes she's in danger is when she sees the moths. And so maybe Mm -hmm. that's Wanda realizing that she's, oh, shit, like something else is going on here.
0: Yeah, something's wrong here.
1: Yeah. But then the stork shows up again. And I'm like, that fucking stork. Like, she couldn't control it, I remember. Yeah, she tried to dispel it and it wouldn't go away. And it wouldn't go away. And then, so, I I don't know. I'm just wondering if if they're going somewhere with all these animals, if that's going to be explained. I hope it is explained. Yeah. I'm also starting to realize that not everything might actually be explained.
0: <laughs> well, at least not in this series.
1: Can we? Okay, think- so sh- <laughs> go ahead. No, you go ahead. Should we talk about the aerospace engineer then? <laughs> yeah. So you were you were a little bit disappointed, I take it? I mean, uh, you know, I have to admit that I have to acknowledge that we as fans make want every little thing to be some big thing and that's not really possible you know so so i just think that was an instance where we want every little maybe they just had some people have said you know oh they made such a big deal out of it and i'm like did they or did they just have monica say it twice so that when she conveniently goes out and meets someone to get this this rover, you know, vehicle. We're not going. Oh, how convenient that that just showed up. It's like you know, she said it a couple of times. You know,
0: are we sure it's are we sure it's not her scroll
1: friend? That's who I'm thinking it is. That's what I thought when when I first saw it in the show that. Oh, okay, maybe that. I mean, there's clearly you know we we know from the the little. Uh, after credits scene in the last spider-man movie where we see Nick Fury up in this sword facility up in space surrounded by scrolls we know that scrolls are do make up at least a faction of sword right 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 so, and, and on
0: top of that the I mean even even Jimmy Wu knows that scrolls exist because he writes them on the whiteboard. So right. This is so, not
1: a this is not a secret at this point. Exactly, you know, and and so when uh, I think it's Major Goodner is the name of of the the person that Wanda meets up with, when she says, you know, that's not uh, Monica says, thank you for being loyal to my mom, and she said that's not all we're loyal to. Mm-hmm. I think you know, and and I think they connected it also in the video that I saw to Hayward telling Monica when he's debriefing her in the you know whatever episode he does that I think a fourth episode. He's like, uh, you know, we, uh, of of the of the people that sort of disappeared on us. You're the first to report back. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, it could be this faction of scrolls that works with sword or used to work within sword that is now like they're just not they're doing their own thing. Maybe they recognize that Hayward is, you know, maybe not the best guy to be working under. Right, And it's
0: become very obvious that. Um that vision is the only reason why Hayward is involved. Right. Like he, he's the one who sent vision the, the email. Uh,
1: yeah. that was, I'm so glad that that was pointed out that, you know, when vision was at work and he gets this weird email, it's coming from Hayward and who Wu, yeah. was Wu the one who points that out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so,
0: and he's the one that's being tracked like Hayward really wants the vision. And so, I don't think – I think Hayward is a bad guy, but I don't think he is a bad guy involved in – like, I don't think he's going to turn out to be Mephisto. I don't think he's going to turn out to be some big bad from the magic world. I think he's kind of your your typical Thunderbolt Ross type character.
1: Right, right. And uh, I'm also glad that they confirmed that Agatha was actually psyching out Vision. And pretending yeah. to be mind controlled. It's God, they did such a good job. So funny to see her look at the camera while Vision's looking away and then she turns back, right? As he yeah, yeah. Back.
0: But she's like checking her makeup. And-
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So so good. Um,
0: because because Agatha Harkness is not just a villain in the Marvel universe, I really because I just think <laughs> I, I have I have rarely been enamored by a performance like I have been with Katherine Hans, I just like, I want that character to be like, it can be this like Loki, you never know what side she's on. But the next time we get an end game ep- epic battle, I want Agatha Harkness involved. Like, I want I want her to be on the on the winning team.
1: It's so funny, because I thought of you during the episode during the Ag, it's been Agatha all along. I thought, Oh, Joe's not going to like this. Like I thought Joe want, you want, like you have such affinity for these characters. Like I remember when, It was, you know, we were talking about Scarlet, Witch is the, is the villain of this show. And she's the one who's kind of doing everything. And from early on, you were like, no, there's somebody else. There's somebody controlling her. It's not, she didn't break bad, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I felt, I felt the same thing coming with Agatha. Like I was right away thinking Joe's going to be like, no, there's someone else. It's not just her. She has some sort of, um, you know, sympathetic reason for doing this. (laughs) Like she's not just evil.
0: Well because I mean I I, I guess story wise I think just being evil is too too easy. Yeah. It's just too easy. There's only one Doctor Doom. Yeah. Well I and mean, even he's not he's not just pure evil. Like right, right. he just he just he's just arrogant. He just thinks that the world would be better if he was in charge. Well and that's he doesn't and he, he knows that if he he knows that if he can just convince people, look how wonderful your life is with me in charge. People will just be okay
1: with it. Right, that's a well-written villain, right? No villain thinks they're actually evil; they're the good guys, right, in their exactly. view, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, mean, I mean, he's
0: not doing a well-written Doctor Doom is not doing what he's doing because I mean he'll he's either doing it because his ego has been stepped on and he wants revenge, which is fair, or he he thinks like obviously the world would be better if I was in charge. I mean, they he and he, he basically might be right.
1: Was, I mean, La- Latvia's not hurting.
0: <laughs> no, Latvia is not hurting. They love him. And he was the he was made god in the last secret wars.
2: Wow. Like he
0: was he was given the infinity stones and remade reality and people didn't necessarily love it, but <laughs> it it wasn't the worst thing to ever happen to the Marvel universe.
1: Okay, so then in terms of Agatha, I mean there is an interesting opportunity where, you know, for her character where we're going to find out that she's suffered some sort of trauma, just, you know, like Scarlet has, and she's trying to access the nexus in order to, you know, maybe gain someone back that she's lost or something. Right. Or, or escape. If it is Mephisto, maybe escape his
0: servitude. Right. Right. Or, um or avoid Baron,
1: um, mordo so let me ask you this then what do you make of her little of her little quip I actually did bite a kid once
0: <laughs> because which, which is very it is as much as i don't want it to be true there is a the very distinct possibility that she's just there to eat children I, that's and, so and you know,
1: yeah yeah don't witches have a thing with children Oh yeah, it's all
0: about um, like the Hansel and Gretel witch. Like that's where I think most of that idea of a witch eating children came from,
1: right? So, which and- is one of my favorite stories, by the way. I absolutely <laughs> love Hansel and Gretel. And in regards to you know the kids in in Westview, there's there's speculation that these kids are all like dead or like the the souls of dead people. And mm-hmm. maybe Agatha has been the one stealing these souls and maybe that's why she's after the twins, right? Yeah. See, I think that's a little bit just, it's more abstract than
0: the reality we've been given
1: is. Well, it could be for a reason. She could be needing kids souls in order to something. Maybe she's. No, too- no. I mean, I mean the
0: kids, cause we know that there were people in
1: this city. Oh, oh okay. You know? So the idea that,
0: all the children had been eaten by the <laughs> just kind of seems a little silly. I, I feel like it's probably a little bit more like they were there. They are the children of the town. It's just, they get, you know, sent to their rooms whenever Wanda doesn't need them. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I think, I think the whole children thing is just more specifically Wanda's kids.
1: Well, I, I liked, I really liked the theory early on that, um, all of these magic beings that are sort of populating Westview have at some point or another been lured there by Agatha working for somebody Mm -hmm. in order to um, give, give birth, you know, in in whatever sense you want to think of that as to these children, because she's collecting their powers or their souls or whatever, in order to unlock something or access something, not necessarily for her, but maybe for, you know, Uh, someone else. And so Mm -hmm. Scarlet Witch being the Nexus being that she is means that she's more powerful. And so maybe that's, that's the big prize here is that, you know, whatever children she birds in the Nexus are going to be just the right amount of power that Agatha needs to achieve her goals. Yeah. I, I very
0: much want there to be more than just the two of them fighting in an epic battle at the end. I want to see Dottie actually end up being um, Moonglow. I want to end up seeing um, Herb turn into uh, brother voodoo. I really hope just because it gives us more like, I mean, let's face it. Sometimes that was the only good thing about the X-Men movies was going, Oh, I know that character. Oh, that's right. a great character. Oh, yeah, I'd love to see something with that character in it. Like, you know, just just to be, to be able to kind of fill out the universe with characters that have been there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's certainly, yeah, this is where it gets to, like, we don't know if Marvel is just doing this for fan service or if they're actually going to do something with it. And I I have to admit, I sort of prepared myself just to go with the fact that a lot of stuff is just going to be fan service. <laughs>
0: Maybe, but everything's been so purposeful. Mm. Like, everything has been, like, there's, like, we, we still don't have, the questions we still don't have the answer to in my mind is, we have no idea who Dottie is. She wasn't on the board. She was the key to everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could, what if we, I mean, it could, it could, you know, we could get Agatha's villain monologue in the next episode where she just kind of goes oh yeah that was to throw you off and like that's that's solved as far as they're concerned i'm just saying that's yeah. a possibility possibility <laughs> but
0: there's there's also we also don't know who jimmy woo's informant is
1: just uh, that could go nowhere just think about all of the theories that came out ahead of Endgame. Just think about all of the little thing. And it ended up not being any of those or most of those things.
0: But does that mean that there were things just left out there that weren't
1: answered? Mm, I mean, maybe they weren't, they didn't weren't as important as we wanted them to be.
0: Right. But there were very few things that they just went, they just dropped. Like, I feel like at this point, they pack so many clues into this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. so I mean, yeah, some of it are fan service. Like if you look at a lot of the background images and the like numbers on things, that's just like little fan service stuff. Like the, one of the, the license plate, I think on um, one of the WandaVision titles in this episode is actually Stanley's birthday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just little, yeah, there are little Easter eggs in there, but I think anything that they feel important enough to give as a character line
1: is going to have a payoff, right? Okay, uh, so this means that you're going to be disappointed if there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think at this point I could
0: be. I could be disappointed. Period. Okay. I, I have my. I have my hopes and my my wants. Yeah. But nothing that. I mean, I think we had our hopes and wants going into Infinity War. Yeah. And we didn't get exactly what we thought we were going to get,
1: right. but
0: we also didn't walk away disappointed.
1: Right. Um, I have a bunch of Agna, a- Agatha notes. Uh, I love that they uh, they give kind of hints that she might be super old or ancient, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which would make sense for a witch. I love the little – I got this mole on my back. Can you check it out? <laughs> it's like witches <laughs> have moles, you know, and wonder yeah. if it's going to be something. Uh, in the comics, you're right. She is not always evil in the comics. No, she was she – was, um... Franklin Richards, um, nanny for ages. Right. And then we get like the beekeeper guy was agent Franklin. And I think that's just fan service, you know, someone's. That's
0: just, yeah, that's just, that's just an Easter egg.
1: But I mean, that's a character line though. So, you know.
2: Eh,
0: Yeah, but it's just, it's just, (laughs) it's just labeling somebody. It's not necessarily like a plot point.
1: Okay. We also, she mentions Ralph again for the first time in a while. Yeah. You know, and of course, we, as we've mentioned, we see Senior Scratchy again. Um, I love. Oh man. Okay. So this is a big one. I don't know if you've come across this yet. Um. Oh well, hold on. Let me see if there's anything else I need to cover before we get into this. So, did you see? Did you see the theory about Agatha and her plants? Yes oh my god that was the way that's sort of been like no pun intended planted throughout <laughs> the series <laughs> yeah was great okay so apparently she's growing
0: a plant like in the apparently in the comic books Agatha grows a plant that allows people to see do you remember exactly what they said about it like yes
1: it's called, the plant name is the Wondagore Everbloom from the comics. It's also featured in Tom King's Vision Series, which this show is partly based on. And it, people eat the plant to see visions of their life according to the pain that they feel. Or through through feelings of pain. Which like, gotcha. wow. Like, okay.
0: that's That's very spot on.
1: Yes, very, very spot, on. spot on. And we see it throughout the series. I mean, geez, the new Rockstars video really covered this excellently because they show all the clips where they show, like, Agatha giving them plants. Uh, they show Agatha's front yard, you know, where all these plants are, like... All throughout her garden. We see her like spraying some kind of perfume or or something at one point. We see her make tea for Wanda, where we're thinking it's an herbal tea made from the plants. Like all of this stuff that that's how she's been drugging Wanda all along and controlling her.
0: Yeah, and it, it makes sense why she would break out of it every once in a while. Right, because she needed and, to be redosed. Yeah, she needed to be redosed. Um And then, so it's
1: a Wondegore plant? Yes. Isn't that where the high evolutionary lives? I would not know that. You would know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's where the high evolutionary... Hmm. What Wondagore Everbloom is the first Google search that comes up. Whoa. Cool. That is funny. (laughs) Uh... But I just want Wandagore. I'm pretty sure that's where the High Evolutionary comes from, and the High Evolutionary is very much tied to Wanda's, Wanda's
1: origin backstory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um uh, Wandagore Mountain is, I think, where she was raised by the cat
1: the cow woman. Oh, okay. in, uh, which was created by the high evolutionary. Yeah. Uh we do see this plant in the form of vines all throughout the dungeon that she walks into at the end. Yeah,
0: cuz it is a purple plant.
1: Yes, and and we see that overgrowth, right? It coming out of the ground and just all over covering this every like nook of this dungeon that she walks into.
2: Mhm.
0: Mhm. Yeah, heads the- I mean and that dungeon that dungeon is not a good, um, not a good place. <laughs> it's Not a happy
1: yeah, place. Yeah. And, um, and Do you, do you think the book is the dark hold? Uh, that's yeah. My buddy, you know, Christian right away was like, that's gotta be the dark hold. I, I think so. It makes sense. Um, I, the first thing that I thought of was the Kamar Taj library from Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As I'm like, it's gotta be a book from that library, which would tie again tie in strange to this series. Yeah, the the darkhold is like as somebody said in one of the the videos
0: is kind of the the linchpin to all the the magic stuff in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And which which makes sense because in the first set of phases it was all leading up to Thanos, which was very cosmic in nature, how do you how do you move from that onto another big bad without just a repeat uh, a repeat of that kind of thing? Well, you go a different direction, and so if this is all magic based, if these next few, if it's all supernatural for these next couple phases, I think that's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the Darkhold would be a great way to open that that area of the Marvel universe up, um, and that also gives us Blade.
0: Gives us blade. Um, I think it might be how they bring, but how they figure out Gamora in guardians of the galaxy three. Because mean? she's well, because we've got to figure out like one of my questions has always been, they're not going to just not like they're, the whole thing with the guardians of the galaxy right now is they're looking for Gamora and it's supposedly, I think the, the time displaced Gamora. Yes. Um, but will there be some supernatural way to reunite her psyche with her future self? I'm going to
1: say no, that's a You're going
0: to say no, you're, you're going to say, no. say that this is just going to be her own thing and that, uh, that we have to watch Chris Pratt rewoo her over I mean, again.
1: I like the idea there, but I feel like that's a very old school Marvel comics geek idea. I feel like the, the, the MCU is not quite there yet. Maybe it will be someday, but I also think that um, they trust in um, what's his name? The director um, gun. What's his first name? Um,
0: I'm going to get it wrong because all I can think of is Tim Gunn, And that's the guy from project runway.
1: <laughs> Google help us.
0: <laughs> it becomes a race to see who can get it first. Yeah, <laughs> James Gunn. James Gunn. Uh,
1: I think that they trust in James Gunn, and I think that they wouldn't want to tie him to this. Vi- That's Cosmic Marvel. I don't think they're going to cross the streams yet with Cosmic Marvel and Magic Marvel. I think that I think they're they're going to. For now, I think they're going to keep those as very separate things.
0: See, I think think because they tie everything so closely together and everything about the first several phases was in some way Infinity Stone or a lot of it was Infinity Stone motivated, but it was definitely in this reality of the creation of heroes. I think if Marvel goes, okay, these next few phases are all – mystical Marvel, it's all magic and multiverse and, um, weirdness go. I think people will be like, okay, how do I fit this galactic thing into that theme? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be all magic, but there's gotta be, I think some sort of mystical element. I think that's also where you're going to get, um, Oh, I just had it. There was another,
1: I think it's, I think it's more likely that the time variance authority comes after her because she's a being out of time. Oh, I think oh that's brilliant. I think that's way more likely that Kang is going to be involved in that way, possibly.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Instead of the the mystical, magical thing. Because I think that's already tied to the Nexus. That's already tied to time variance.
0: Okay, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe the the mystical is just one aspect of, um, the time storyline. Like, like it, well, it's all about these multidimensional things. Yes. And so, so the magic is one way to access that kind of multiverse, right? right. But there's also we also know that you can do that with um, all the stuff we learn in Ant Man, and there's all these different other places that you can do it as well. Yes. So which is also where a lot of Reed Richards stuff comes in. And I would actually say for the first time, this would lead me to think that maybe Dr. Doom is your big bad because who else in the Marvel universe
1: is known for marrying so seamlessly science and magic? Yep, That's the person. That's the person that I think we're building to. I don't think it's. I think Kang is going to be like you know. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not giving Kang his due, but I just think it's going to be an Ultron situation. Not to say that he doesn't have a big impact because as we can see, Ultron is still playing a role in some way. But I mm-hmm. just don't see him as the Thanos level character.
0: Well, we're gonna see we're gonna see Ultron again, and I, I even if Kang is not the the big bad at the end, I don't think that this is the only phase or set of phases he's going to be appearing in. Right. Because as we know, he's a, he's a, he's a nexus being he's, he's integral to all timelines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Some more notes that I have here regarding, uh, the twins.
0: Well, here's a question for you. Should we take a quick break? Because (laughs) we're, we are wandering it out on this one. And I may, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we won't even get to our last, uh, our our post commercial break topic. So do you have do you have enough to cover another half hour when we come back?
1: N- Joe. <laughs> no, not a problem.
0: All right. Well let's take a quick break and and we'll come back and we'll we'll just keep going on WandaVision because what else do we have right now that we can deep dive this far <laughs> into I try to warn you. I try <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. What else we got, Ray? <laughs> what other what other deep dives are we got? You know, stop? I
1: love. I didn't under. I didn't really fully get it at first, and then it sunk in that Darcy went from being cuffed to the front of the car to being an escape artist. That was mm-hmm. fucking well done. And then the agent who cuffed her and left her behind turns into the strong man. And she knocks them out before they leave. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I I love,
0: I love the Darcy character, and she's another one that I hope this is not the last we see of her because this is fine. Like, I didn't really see what her job was in the Thor Mm -hmm. movies, but now
1: I'm like all about this. Yeah, her and and Wu didn't have a lot to do in this past episode, but I feel like they're still going to play into the the ending of this in some way you know and and i know she's she's inside the hex with vision right yes and and vision will grow up but didn't vision at some point like fly through the car and just like take off yeah so
0: so so she was with the vision i don't know that she is at this point i think she's gonna come running in last minute
1: and save the day and where's vision at this point I think en route to find okay. Wanda. That's I'm telling you, th- I'm. This is my guess. Write it down. Photon is mind controlled. Vision is going to show up, and while Agatha's doing her thing with Wanda, Vision's going to have to go through Photon. That's my. Maybe. That's my prediction. Maybe
0: it's definitely possible. It's just her eyes were his. Her eyes were purple before she looked at Pietro. Okay. So. Okay. If she was, if she was, and you didn't see like with Wanda, you saw the the lines kind of go into yes. her eyes. You didn't see that with okay. Monica, so I'm I'm not sure. But I mean, I I I would not put it okay. past them. I do I do think it makes sense. It, it is that classic um, heroes fight each other and then
1: fight the big bad. Okay, trope. and um, my while we're on the the topic of of predictions uh i do think i'm hoping at least that the major goodner character is a scroll i would love for them to call back to talos's daughter that monica Mm -hmm. monica played Mm -hmm. uno with in the captain marvel movie which we got i think a callback to with the twins game turning into uno at one point
0: which is funny that 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 is their equivalent of video games is that before video games there was why, uno why is that i just find that kind of entertaining yeah yeah where where is that correlation <laughs> right it's
1: like pre video games what do kids play uh, uno um apparently <laughs> yeah um i i'm st- man you know i'm torn because i feel like there's a chance that we're going to get big epic bad guy still but i i just don't see it i feel like maybe we'll get like we spoke to already maybe we'll get like a a deeper motivation for agatha but i don't know some people are still predicting mephisto you know they're saying the twins are part of the demon soul still and i just feel like the story we're starting to see the edges of the story if you know what i mean
0: yeah, we're, we're we're starting to run out of things to solve. I mean, obviously not because we've spent an hour solving things that we think still need to be solved. But I think story-wise, I do agree that we're running out of time to get through everything. And I do think some things are going to be left yeah. up in the air. Not necessarily not important, just not resolved at the end of
1: the And I, day. I have some notes for the twins. I'm really excited to see where they go with the twins. You know, obviously – I think, you know, Marvel is, is not stupid. So we're clearly, you know, these twins are going to go on to exist as young Avengers in some form. Um, I do think that Wanda's going to lose them at the end. Still. I think she's going to suffer that loss right now in in what capacity she's going to lose them. Who knows? But I don't, Oh, great! <laughs> what if, what if that's what, what if that's
0: multiverse of, um, madness? What if that is oh. what the, what if it's, what if she goes to, to Dr. Strange to help her get her kids right. back?
1: Yes. That, cause they are going to have to age them up at some point still.
0: Right. Right, and maybe we get a limbo magic kind
1: yes. of situation. Going. Yes, oh, that would be fucking awesome. That would be great.
0: If that's how they introduce magic into this universe, I will be <laughs> very, very well, sad.
1: One of the twins—I can't remember his name—but he seems pretty powerful already. Like he's—he's he's reading Agatha, and she's so uncomfortable. When he's like, you're quiet on the inside and she looks at the camera, like what the fuck? (laughs) 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 Right. It's true. It is. Yeah. um, What was the other kid's name? Wiccan. Wiccan? That's right. That's right. Um, So uh, I, I loved the theory that I came across that the delivery man, the mailman is somebody significant.
0: Yes. It's very possible that he is the
1: witness, the the witness. Oh protection. I hadn't thought that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause it's the whole idea of of he's a messenger. Right, right. And he seems to be pretty aware of what's going on too, right? Like mm-hmm. like I, I didn't catch until until I was rewatching in the video clips, uh I didn't catch that his delivery service used a rabbit logo. Right, and So I was like, oh shit, like, okay, you know, he's, he's, I mean, we still are like, who's Ralph? Ralph is missing is, 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 are they, Agatha has remarked on Ralph being her husband, right? Um, mm-hmm. She hasn't made any allusions to a child of her own, right? So right. in the comic books, Senior Scratchy or or sorry Nicholas Scratch is her son, right? right? So I'm just wondering where they're going with that. You know, sometimes they sort of at the MCU will sort of like like put a few characters into one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. So, well,
0: I wonder. I I think at this point, Ralph is. I still think Ralph is Mephisto. Because I think – because it's that whole kind of married to the devil kind of yeah. idea. That's kind of what I'm I'm thinking it's going to be. But I don't know that we'll see him in this series. I think that she might be doing this to either get something back from Mephisto or to um, – or because she's being trapped by Mephisto. I do think that there's going to be a sympathetic reason why she is um, – in servitude of mephisto but the other thing is is if she has the dark hold the dark hold is famous for corrupting Mm -hmm. people so she may just be under the influence of the dark
1: yeah you know uh, i think it was earlier in the episode where i think it was monica says to the camera or maybe it's no it's monica when she first gets expelled from the hex she says, it's Wanda. It's mm-hmm. Wanda's in control. Wanda's doing everything. And I think mm-hmm. you remarked on an episode that we recorded, that's clearly a fake out. When they tell you something that plainly, it means pretty clearly that she's not right. the one in control. Right? So can, can we read that, Agatha's yeah. theme of it's been Agatha all along as another kind of psych out? Like they're telling us it's been Agatha because it hasn't been Agatha, or it isn't just Agatha. It's
0: very possible. I mean, even though I think, I, yeah, I think Agatha believes. Well, that it's she's. Agatha. I mean, I think she thinks that she. I don't. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I don't think she is being controlled in the same way that Wanda is.
1: But you th- so you think she's unaware because she seems like she's relishing in a kind of evil way what she's doing. Like she doesn't seem unapologetic about it. She doesn't seem like she's being forced to be this evil. She's laughing and shit. She's having a great time. It's true. <laughs> but, but still,
0: I just, I, I, I don't feel like
1: I'm evil is a good enough motivation for a market no, character. Right. Aspect. Right. I'm saying there could be something else, but I, I, I'm, right now we're talking about like the degree to which she's being influenced. You know what I mean? Is she mm-hmm. working with someone I- to get something that she also wants or is she pup being puppeted?
0: I think she is either being controlled by something like the dark, f- the dark hole where like she, d- she's being corrupted and which is why she would be quote unquote relishing in this. Um, Or she's using, you know, she, she feels like she's getting what she wants. But I mean, remember a whole bunch of this stuff is being cast as like this whole show is about different people being cast as somebody. Yeah. So there's nothing that says she can't have been cast as the bad guy. And you know, think she's the the mustache twirling bad guy, but having, but still being controlled okay. by. Stuff.
1: I disagree with that. Just because I feel like she was already cast as the nosy neighbor, and now we're seeing who she really is. I don't think there's another layer on top of that going on. Um, keep well. Maybe. Keep something in mind too, that I came across that was that I thought was significant when Wanda walks through the kitchen down the steps into the dungeon the aspect Mm -hmm. ratio changes to real world aspect ratio
0: right so she's no longer
1: exactly so we're seeing real life so so Mm -hmm. that's why i think that it's we're seeing but you know we're seeing what's really going on now there's only two episodes left. I think that yeah. they're setting setting this up.
0: It's, this is true, and I, and I i will fully I will fully own that I do tend to be like, you know, this is a character that I think would be interesting as a good guy, so I want to see them as right, a good guy. right, or at least not a at least not as the the mustache twirling villain that she's being made out to be at.
1: Yeah, but I think, um, you know, the MCU's been really great so far at. Um, giving their villains proper motivation even Baron Zemo is upset at the loss of his family and that's what's driving him to mm-hmm. do these things he's not just mustache rolling you know mm, that's true so I think I think that's
0: yeah it'll be interesting to see
1: yeah you're you're I love how you are so protective rightfully of these characters that you're like just do them like just do right by them just get you know Oh yeah. I mean, if
0: she, if she's, if she's, if she's evil through and through, like that's great, but don't, don't throw away a character just to make them bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like somebody who has that much of a tie into multiple characters in the <laughs> uh, Marvel universe, I would hate to see just kind of a one-off th- this episode only, or this, this
1: Series. Over I feel like back. there's a crossbones Stan out there somewhere, going like they ruined the character, like they I'm so one-dimensional. <laughs> no, like, so much potential! <laughs> it's
0: so true. It's so true. One of the, I'll be honest. One of the things I'm most excited about the idea that uh, Marvel Agents of Shield is not necessarily canon anymore is the idea that we might actually get an absorbing man that is like significant. Like that's one of my favorite villains because I feel like he started out as just kind of a I I smash things mm-hmm. kind of villain. And then over the years has actually developed a backstory and, you know, I think he even gets married at one point and he's kind of like a bad guy with a, you know, a part of a kind of, um, uh, what do they call The the two um, mobsters,
1: Bonnie and Clyde, a very Bonnie and Clyde kind of yeah. duo. And I think that's kind of a so, fun so, dynamic. So, season. you know, I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but every time I hear something new that went on in that show, I'm like, what the fuck was that show? Like, Ghost Rider was on that show at some point, right? <laughs>
2: right?
0: Am I wrong? Go- Ghost Rider was on there. <sighs> the Enchantress was on. No, you're right. The ghost Rider was on there and was on there. Uh, Absorbing man is somebody that they used. What else did they throw in there that it was like, well, that's a pretty huge
1: character. I can't believe they're using Yes, them. exactly. Um, those are the three that stand didn't out to the, me. Didn't yeah. one of the agents turn into a superhero or get superpowers at some point?
0: Yeah. The, the main, the, fi- the female lead ended up being Quake, who was an inhuman um, agents of shield so- or like, yeah. Agents of shield. Hero
1: so wait, the whole concept of inhumans was part of the show?
0: Oh yeah, no, in, um inhumans was like the they basically did entire seasons of where the Terrigen mist is just like ramming, running rampant through <laughs> the world, <laughs> turning
1: people into Are superheroes. You
0: it was basically like we're going to make yeah, we're going to make inhumans, we're going to make inhumans mutants.
1: Right. Wow. Okay. Now did, i i think i saw this in the comments on something online maybe on twitter um the dark hold book was that on agents uh-huh. of shield it was holy shit what did they do is that how they introduced ghost, yeah they used a lot of stuff did they ever introduce Mephisto? that was the whole ghost Rider season yeah was mephisto on the show because no i don't think so that's how Johnny Blaze becomes Ghost Rider, right? Doesn't he make a deal with Mephisto or something like that in the comics?
0: Probably. No, in this one, it was like a group of... It was it was actually a very cool season. It was a group of scientists that were um, kind of combining that whole science and magic thing and had become evil and corrupted by the Darkhold. And so... Um, yeah, it, it. I haven't seen the last episode or the last season of of Agents of Shield just because it got to be a lot of very like this is cool, but where is it going?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, infamously, Feige was not a fan of the show, right?
0: No, no. It was it, yeah. And so I'm, I am very okay with. It being not canon. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that.
1: Okay. Right. Um, that's just blows. It just blows my mind that darkhold was on that show and featured as like a, you know, a MacGuffin or whatever.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, it definitely was a MacGuffin.
1: And, and we're, you know, we're, we're kind of starting to see those ideas repurposed for prop like MCU proper. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm- my final notes on this week's episode of WandaVision are all about the secret final episode cameo. And it starts with who the fuck is Pietro? And I think we kind of talked about that already is he, him possibly being, you know, um, a human form of, of Mr. Scratchy, the, a uh, singer, scratchy, the, the bunny, right. Kind of being like, uh, Agatha's mm-hmm. familiar.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Yep. I don't know if the doors closed on him possibly being, you know, Mephisto or Ralph or anything like that, right?
0: Right. I it's just I don't know. There's too much of a like there appearing to there appears to be a more servant type like I think he's he's Agatha's right.
1: Right, as opposed to being the big bad that that she's working with.
0: Right, right. I think I think he's more of a either familiar character or I'm sorry, my husband's my husband's I don't know if you can hear that, has been going
1: off constantly. <laughs> um, okay. um so I have some notes. I'm mean, gonna have a list, you know, secret final episode cameo, who who is it the reveal of who Pietro is? Is it going to be Mordo, which is the idea that I have falling in love with more and more every day? Um, is it going to be right. Mephisto? Uh, I loved your suggestion of Loki, but I think it's going to be Loki. Yeah, I, go, go ahead.
0: Oh, I just I think I think it's a great idea, but I think it's going to be not in the time sequence of before his series. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle of his series. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a touchstone of him going in and dealing, like, even if it's just a, like a montage scene of him going and fixing mm-hmm. all of these realities, if he jumps into the WandaVision episode in his series for a
1: second and then jumps yeah. on to
0: something else. Yeah.
1: So what I want to talk about with you right now, Joe is what are the chances that this secret final episode cameo is going to be a character that we have not been introduced to yet played by an actor that is completely new to the MCU. What if it's a, what if it's a big reveal? I'm just really enjoying, um, exploring the idea, the possibility in my head that we're about to get like someone major newly introduced to the MCU. Like they have kept a big secret under wraps. It's going to be a major actor, maybe not a major actor, but it's going to be a major character. I I am led to believe that if this happens, it's going to be a major actor as well because of the way that Paul Bettany has been talking about this guest star that he's been so excited to work with and he's, you know, finally getting mm-hmm. to, work with, to the point that they had him kind of drop this seed into multiple interviews that he did almost as a uh, spoiler.
0: Yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a, oops, I have, I have coyly uh, dropped a, a, Oops, and I shouldn't have done that, but I'm gonna do it in two more interviews. Like it it, it was yes. not the smoothest of oopses. Yes. <laughs> it was very obviously part of the um the plan.
1: <laughs> so what do you think, Joe? Uh because I think it's an exciting idea, but do do you, what would be the downside to, to this kind of stunt? Do you think do you think it would it would throw people off too much?
0: No, because I think what the whole point to is just is it's It's going to be a big character that I think is going to lead us into the new new Doctor Strange movie. Have
1: they announced who the villain is going to be in the Doctor Strange movie? No. Because, I mean, that would be, you know, that would be a cool way to do it. Would be to have this person show up in the finale of WandaVision and then boom, the story, you know, continues into Doctor Strange 2 from there.
0: Yeah, my guess is, is this is going to be a situation where um, the the series ends on a cliffhanger. The cliffhanger is uh, Wanda is not able to get her children. Her children are sucked into Mephisto's realm or limbo or somewhere, mm-hmm. and that Mephisto is going to be the big bad in Doctor Strange. I think that's the direction it's going,
1: and it now, could also be whoever is playing Ralph. We have not yet, man, I haven't met Ralph yet. Right. I still think Ralph is Mephisto. I still think that they're the same character. Okay. So what if if Ralph turns out to be a powerful mystic of some sort, maybe demon, maybe not, but just not Mephisto?
0: Oh, if it's any sort of like, I, I think Ralph's the big bad. They may not go the Mephisto route, but I don't know who else they would, like, it it just kind of, since he's the Marvel version of the devil, it just kind of seems like that's where it would go. Um, I love the Baron Mordo idea. I just don't see how that would, how this all fits into his plan. His plan is to take the magic away from the unworthy.
1: I really like the story possibilities of or, or implications of it being Loki but I think at this point that would probably be like the the closest thing to a letdown because we're so familiar with Loki already right mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and we
1: kind of know that character we know that actor you know um it would again I think I, I love the way you kind of broke it down into how it makes sense for the story and for right. continuing you know the the story threads. But at this point, it's like, God, why would you say the devil's in the details? That's not that's not the only place he is,
0: right? Like Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't wait until episode because I do think by episode nine, we're gonna get the full reveal of who all these extra people are, who Ralph is, who the witness is. I think we're gonna get a lot of reveals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think I think the cliffhanger is what's gonna happen to the kids.
1: So because you still think the witness is going to be a thing?
0: I think the witness is going to be a thing. I, I I think I think that it's too good of an opportunity to introduce a new character.
2: Mm.
0: You know, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if the witness was just Rick Jones, like we talked about him. <laughs> I <it's> like, <laughs> you know, who is it? Oh, it's just Rick Jones, and then that's just fan service. But it's still a significant yeah. character put into the the Marvel universe, and I can't imagine that at that point they wouldn't do something with him. Yeah, but um. But for me, it, it's like it's too big of a plot point to
1: not have payoff in some way or another. Yeah. At this point, I'm also looking ahead, going, when does uh, Agent Wu get his powers? <laughs> Speaking of Rick Jones, because I feel like at some point everyone gets super powered in the, in the Marvel Universe, right?
0: Right. Well, and I mean, uh, Darcy's gone through once now. Yeah, Like she's been, she's been, she's been, she's been uh hexed once at this point, you know, that's what right. other, what other options does she have as far as, you know, is she a character that we don't know about yet?
1: Yeah, man, they've got a lot of things to wrap up in the next two episodes because we've also got sword and, and Hayward and woo on the outside of the hex Darcy now is on the inside, although she was left behind in that van, but vision is on his way. I mean, there's there's a lot, and you know, unfortunately, we did not get a super long episode like I was hoping. It was it was 36 minutes. So the first thing I check now when I hit play is how long is this episode? <laughs> how long is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. So somebody did a uh, uh, Ben Benja did point out to me uh, on in the Facebook group that I'm a part of that discusses WandaVision a lot. You know, when I put out my theory of like, Hey, we might be getting like super long episodes leading up to like, or leading up to super long finale. He's like, yeah, something about that leaked, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. And I'm like, shit. Like, okay, thank you. I don't want to know, but at the same time, Ooh, like (laughs) there have been things that have been spoiled. You know that, right? Yeah. So
0: I believe they said that in total, the, um, story was going to be something like six hours, six hours. Yeah. And that if you add everything up everything's been mostly half hour. Yeah. So you're you're talking we're at 3 hours now. Right. And we only have 2 hours left. Right. Um that's right, so, right? Yeah, so, so or two okay. episodes left. So that's that's only 1 hour. So that means we're going to have potentially an hour finale, hour or 290 either 290 minute episodes or yeah, there's, there's going to be there's gonna be more in these last two episodes.
1: So we have so far... Let's say every episode has been 40 minutes, which it has not. <laughs> right. But let's say it has. And uh, we've gotten seven episodes so far. That's about four and a half hours of story. Mm-hmm. So we still got an hour and a half, which could be two 45-minute episodes. But the first couple of episodes were only like 20 minutes long each.
0: Yeah. So I think we're going to end up having either... Um, a nice long hour m- or movie length, you know, yeah, m- movie length finale or yeah. something like that, yeah,
1: yeah, because we we've still got if that's correct, which uh, it seems like it is, we've got over two hours of story still to go.
0: Yeah, and it could be an hour an hour, or it could be right another
1: half hour, and then right close to two hour finale so i gotta tell you man i mean with everything going on now sort of in the in the back of my mind that's sort of looming every, over everything and this is why i wanted to say this to the end is just the idea that we could we the possibility is there for me that we're about to get something out of left field like a huge reveal major character major implications for the mcu yeah.
0: Here here's my thing, the thing I've been struggling with the entire time. I have been assuming that Marvel was taking a very conservative approach to this set of phases because they weren't quite sure what was gonna go on with the Fox properties. Okay. And so that's why I've been a little hesitant to go, Oh yeah, we're going to have fantastic four soon. Oh yeah. We're going to have, um, you know, Dr. Doom is the big bag, bad of this set of phases. Right. Do you think they were just that confident that they'd get him?
1: No, but I do think that whatever this, this brain trust of story people are that sort of, you know, help plan all these things out. I mean, we know that Marvel plans out their properties years in advance, right? Mm -hmm. Like multiple movies in advance. They even, I watched this YouTube video where they even show how Marvel actually makes the movies quote unquote, makes the movies before they make them because they have all these visual development artists and concept artists build these like animatics. So you can almost swatch the movie in drawings before you film the movie. Right. And they do that so just so they can plan everything and keep track of all these threads and plant all these seeds and make it all make sense, you know. Um, so given that 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 they do that and they take this approach, I think that there's there's no doubt in my mind that once the Fox deal went through, that story group convened immediately and said, "Okay, how does this change what we had planned?" And so I don't, you know, I I agree with you in terms of like, you know, they're not going to, they're not rushed with Fantastic Four and X-Men, right? Especially X-Men.
0: Especially X-Men.
1: But I don't see any reason why they couldn't have already, I mean, they're definitely planting seeds for Fantastic Four.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't see how Phase Four is not going to be about the creation of the, the origin of the fantastic four, right? You know, even if it wasn't originally,
0: they're going to be, they're going to be integrated in and changes have been made to make it make sense. The question is, is, does that, does, did they end up
1: changing the big bad to somebody as big as Dr. Doom? Right, right. It's phase four. You know what I mean? Come on. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get X-Men until phase 10, because Mm -hmm. 10 is the Roman numeral, you know, is X is the Roman numeral of 10. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That gives me chills. It's gonna be it's gonna be Marvel phase X, man. I'm telling Mm you.
0: Uh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant because because I still think they have to start putting this like they can't just have an event that causes mutants. Because no. then you don't have enough time to build up the backstory of mm-hmm. Professor X and Magneto. And without mm-hmm. that backstory, there's no point to having mutants. I will, I will, I will yeah. die on that hill. Yeah.
1: Cool. I think I love where we ended up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. So are, are we at this point just going to admit to ourselves that the next two episodes are just WandaVision episodes instead of trying to say we're going to do something with a little bit of WandaVision at the beginning? Perhaps. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. we have we- the topic in the background if we need it.
1: Yeah, we do. And, you know, my, my only concern with that is, is that as these theories, you know, advance or don't get advanced we might just be retreading you know things but i don't know i mean it, it kind of has to depend on the the episode when this past episode when i watched it i was like immediately joe i was like oh fuck like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have too much to talk about like i knew right. it you know right. so i mean i i guess you know even hearing myself say that i don't see why i wouldn't expect two more super dense episodes <laughs>
0: Right? I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I think yeah. we are at our peak when we do one of two things, when we cover the MCU or when we get into these um kind of more theoretical essay type
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Which like- is what we what we kinda had planned, right, for this episode was you know our, our, our theoretical kind of essay type uh discussion around uh, R-rated superhero stories and whether they're, you know, even necessary, you know what I mean? And, and how much mm-hmm. we're actually getting from that. So that's still a conversation that I want to have with you. So I don't know, maybe we can leave it up to our listeners if, if you know, y'all get pretty active um, on social media with us, which we appreciate. So if, you know, if you're kind of WandaVisioned out and want to, you know, maybe have a little more uh, diversity in, in what we talk about the next couple of weeks, let us know. And we're happy to, I'm happy to have that conversation.
0: Yeah, and it's something to good to, for us to know going forward because basically we're not going to have too much time between any of these series. Like we're we're going to go right into um, Falcon and and the Winter Soldier. God, that's right. And like- and then we're going into Loki. Like these are these are coming pretty quickly over the next several months. Yeah. So it would be very easy for us to fall into the we're covering Marvel all the time. And that's not really what this podcast was meant to do, but right. we, we definitely enjoy doing it. So let us know if you want us to keep going in this direction while we're getting this kind of content, or if you'd like to see us kind of weave in and out of it.
1: Yeah. And even like some of the YouTube uh, channels that I'm a fan of, like Eman's movie reviews, you know, I would say... Around the events like Endgame or like WandaVision, his channel becomes basically 60% Marvel. But he still does a really good job of covering other things and kind of like sprinkling in other topics around there. You know, he he's made a lot of WandaVision videos lately, but he also did a trailer reaction to the Mortal Kombat trailer that dropped this week, which is something that I wanted to talk to you about. I just remembered that was my weekly geekery was the Mortal Kombat trailer. Oh, Um, I missed the Mortal Kombat trailer. I'll have to go back and look at it. Yeah. So that was that was something that was talked about a lot this week. So he, you know, he does a good job of kind of sprinkling that stuff. And I think we can do that as well, you know, where it doesn't have to be every single episode can be Marvel centric, but, um, but yeah, I I'd love to hear, you know, people's opinion on that.
0: And while we're asking for your opinion, we also are, again, we're, we're about 13 episodes away from hitting 200. And I do feel like that's something that we should be celebrating. So how do you want us, how do you want us to do that? Like, what, what are you looking forward to in a 200th episode from us? because I, I, I don't really have any ideas at this moment.
1: (laughs) Cool. Maybe we can make that one. Our, our live video, uh, uh, you know, recording episode people can, yeah, we can, we can maybe have a couple of, uh,
0: uh, trials before then, but yeah, that would definitely be, definitely be fun.
1: All right, cool. Any shout Uh, outs?
0: Um, I don't have any shout outs this week. I think that, that there's too much. That's not true. That's not true. I'm going to give a shout out to, um, to my friend Kelly Hightower, who I got to hang out with a little bit online yesterday when we played our grips game, but also we kind of lingered afterwards and, and talked a little WandaVision and, uh, and just chit chatted and, and it's always fun to, to hang out with her. So I'm sending her a shout out.
1: Um, I really, the the only shout out that seems appropriate is um, to to this community that uh, I've sort of thankfully been able to sort of be, become a part of that is enjoying um, these properties, enjoying, you know, whether it's WandaVision or whatever's going on with, you know, uh, Star Wars or whatever's going on with, you know, m- Mortal Kombat or other geek properties. And it's just like these awesome conversations that are happening virtually. And I think that it's, it's something that has taken on even more importance given that we're so separated and isolated from each other, you know, yeah, yeah. where this is really taking the place of uh, the movie going, the theater going experience that we're all sort of missing out on. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just really, really grateful for it. Uh, I know that there's also, I think it's on Disney plus there is a, like a, a simultaneous, simultaneous viewing option where you can literally like get a group of people together and hit play on something. And you're all watching it stream at the same time.
0: Oh man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: maybe we should do that for
0: the finale i'll have to look and see what the schedule looks like but that would be a fun thing to do if we could coordinate
2: it
1: yes that would be and and it's been suggested by a couple of my friends that they you know would want to do this so um it just again it's just it's we're figuring out how to create that shared experience Mm -hmm. um in the you know kind of in the climate of you know uh, this pandemic so, um, yeah, just shout out to everyone that is that is joined, you know, our listeners, people who comment, people who hit us up on Twitter, uh, you know, my friends, my buddies that I haven't seen in forever that, you know, are texting me immediately on Friday, you know, let, let us know when you're all caught up, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, th- th- just shout out to to everyone that's that's helping make this, like, such a great experience. Yeah. It's called the group watch feature on Disney plus. All right. We need to
0: look into that. Cause we've got what, two weeks before we can set that up.
1: Yeah. That would be great.
0: Although I know there's a lot of people who are like, unless you're doing it at like two in the morning, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll look into that. That might be a fun thing. Let us know if that's something you want. Like we, we, we are happy to to alter what we're doing to bring you guys the content you want. I mean, we 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 love this community. We love the fact that you guys have been weighing in a lot on the Wandavision stuff. So just let us know what you would like to see, and we're going to try and accommodate. Yeah. All right. So next week, I don't see us not talking about Wandavision. I think that's what it is. So yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, the the second the, the penultimate. Uh, episode next week. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek to is a proud member of the Geek to Geek network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows the Geek to Geek podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K pop, The Nerdberg Review, My HGTV Addiction, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, and Sometimes Rob. And of course, our newest produ- uh, podcast, As the Dice Roll. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Shocks, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, as well as most other podcasters out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you?
1: You can go to my website, rayvargas3.com, if you want to see some of my artwork. And if you want to chat or engage with me... Uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram at Ray Vargas3. Perfect. Alright, that is that is all we have. That all we have. It's like two hours of WandaVision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but until we talk about it again next week, remember this week, keep it geek.